Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. On this episode of We Need to Talk About Britney, I sit down with Tom Link to talk about Britney's album, Circus. I love this album. I love this guest. It was amazing. And I was thinking about how Tom does the link look for less. They're amazing. He recreates runway looks or um, red carpet looks and he recreates them for less and then he wears them and he kind of embodies the subject. So if he's doing a Britney and he like creates a mini skirt dress out of tinfoil or what have you and then he puts it on he kind of like becomes Britney Spears. And I was reminded of how before Britney I was so obsessed with Janet Jackson and her If album in particular and I was young at the time but I would try to learn the dances and I would you know be in my bedroom and using um you know a hairbrush for a microphone and just you know looking yourself at yourself in the mirror and and I didn't even necessarily know what she was talking about because some of the lyrics and things were provocative and obviously at age 12 or however old I was I had no idea what that was but I mean I was going through puberty because I remember at that time I was really depressed because I got boobs first and got made fun of um and and so like you know you're just feeling awkward but you're like getting this new equipment so to speak and you're like and so I would just borrow Janet Jackson's power I would just like try it on for size And I think that that is the magic of pop stars. And it's funny, this is going to be totally controversial, guys, but I'm just going to say it. Sometimes to me, it looks like Taylor Swift is borrowing the persona of other pop stars. Like she just always looks like the ultimate cheerleader to me. Like she's doing a routine rather than becoming the routine. I think she's an amazing songwriter. I'm not talking trash. That is just my personal observation. Taylor Swift is amazing. So let's just, I want to put that out there. Um, But if you ever feel like you are, you know, you're feeling less than, put on some Britney Spears, some Janet Jackson, some Taylor Swift, whatever does it for you, and just borrow their magic like borrow their power just put it on um because it works and that's why I will always be a supporter of pop music all right without further ado here's me and Tom Lank talking about Britney Spears Hi, guys, and welcome to We Need to Talk About Britney, a podcast dedicated to the legendary pop princess, Britney Spears. I'm your host, Jen Zabrowski, and on this episode, we're talking about Britney's, dare I call it, her comeback album, Circus. My guest today is an actor, writer, filmmaker, and, well, and a crafty, crafty guy, Tom Lank. You know him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Transparent and a million other shows and movies, as well as his hilarious Instagram account, Luke for Less. Tom, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for taking some time to talk about Britney. It means, it means so much. Well, Britney is an important 
topic. She's an important person. She's a she's a, a beacon of light shining in the distance. <laughs> I may have dressed up as her most recently on my Instagram. Yes, I uh, saw is that. that. Is I that my loved most it. recent post? It is your most okay. recent post. Um, I. That was a great look. Thank that you. was a great look. It was a great look. Luke. Um, oh, I just also love that she, um, I love that she b- basically took a photo of herself in the, like, the worst <laughs> hotel room lighting that you've ever seen. And she's like, yep, putting it up on my Instagram. She also just, she kind of glues her hands down to her, on her, to her legs. I, yeah, I've seen her do it in some other posts or in some other pictures she's posted. I don't know if maybe it, I feel like it. You know what it does? It activates your um, your what are these? Your core, your core muscles. Your core, your, what are those ones on the side? Oh, there? the yeah. your yeah, those that I had for a minute and now yeah. they're gone. <laughs> I have been. I don't know if I've ever seen those. Your, yeah, those um, top abs. Your, those the side abs. Side what are ab those thing? side abs called? Yes, Kim Kardashian has great upper side ab. Yeah, the ones that are like close to your ribs. So it was like, yes. it, I feel like it activates that area. And because that area was exposed in that dress. Yes. Um. Okay. Wait, I have so many. Okay. There's. I. I want to in recreating that look. But first, if you could just give. I mean, I. I can't imagine anyone would not know about your Instagram account. But can you explain? Oh yeah, Luke for less. Okay, so the length look for less is basically uh, two years ago. I was making fun of the Met Gala, not making fun. I was lovingly um, doing an homage, uh, and I just decided to use things that I could find around the house to make the outfits. So it's all I like to call myself the the king slash queen of household high fashion, <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, so just I use only things like basically I'm living the Project Runway unconventional materials challenge on day, daily basis. Now, and how did like have you always been crafty like that? Like yes, and you're friends with my friend Courtney. Yes, correct. Courtney so Andreessen is very Courtney, good friend of Courtney. Courtney knows my craftiness well, um, all the way back to growing up as kids doing theater together. So and Courtney's very crafty, so I'm sure that was like a love language between the two. Yes, of, of course. You. No, sometimes like in fact, when um, E uh, E hired me, E Entertainment Television hired me to do like a second screen viewing experience for their, which um, I, I what is that? I don't know. Um, basically, it's like if you watch your phone while watching something else. So basically, they I was I was watching E's red carpet. And I had to make as many outfits as I could of people on their red carpet live while it was happening. Oh my gosh! So um, I got to uh, have they put me. They had us in a room at the at the gold the hotel where the Golden Globes is at the Beverly Hills. Hill. Anyway, so I got to bring two people with me. So I had my friend Sarah, who's a costumer, and I brought Courtney. <laughs> Oh crafter and um to help me assemble the outfits anyway so yeah i it's just it's so fun it's so stupid i've been you know doing this type of thing for a long it's it's all the things i like crafting comedy and fashion and it all collided and i just never knew i needed to take pictures of it and point my phone at it because uh-huh. i've been doing all of it separately uh-huh. for a long time uh-huh. who knew if you just combine all the things and just and it's instant I mean, that must be, that's so nice. Like, so much of the time, I feel like we're, as performers and writers and all the, you know, just a lot of waiting and hearing back from, and it's like, you can make these very quickly, oh, you know put what? them up, and you I, get such a response. You are so right about that. I need to write that down. I'm giving a speech about creativity in London. That's where I'm leaving for today. But there's something about that like because we go to auditions and we never hear back it or the instant gratification of putting this up and seeing the the likes and the followers and it's it's addictive Mm -hmm. but i feel like you know at least i'm not just like putting up underwear thirst trap photos like the people i used to follow which i've now unfollowed good for you um because it, it, it there's it's so satisfying to just like it's because so I have no, like, as a writer, I'm terrible. I can't write a movie script. I can't write a sitcom script because I have no, I can't follow through on anything with an arc or sort of longevity. But I did discover that I can, I, I can make things. If I have the idea, I can make it, shoot it, put it up all in one day. Who is, 
who is Brittany to you? Like, where where does she land for you in your life? In my heart? Yeah. Um, like, grow, like, when you were, when so she came onto the scene. She was late, was it late 90s or early 2000s? Late 90s, like 98 was when she released. So I was a full adult by then, so it was kind of friends and I enjoying her in a fun, sort of ironic way. Mm-hmm. And then as the early 2000s came in with NSYNC, I remember my or they were around in the late 90s as well, but I just remember being backstage and us giving each other themed Britney Spears and NSYNC presents and NSYNC dolls and Britney calendars and Britney lunchboxes, like, as a sort of fun... I, I mean, I don't, I want to... I keep saying ironic, but we we were enjoying it legit, but also sort of making fun... I don't know. Yeah, it was it was light. It wasn't... It wasn't... Um, it wasn't... I wasn't swept up, obviously, in, like, crying and, yeah. you know, pick posters of her on my wall. But, you know, in a dressing room, we would put posters up and things like that just to, like... She's fun. Yeah, she it was so fun. Like, why, like, I think it's just to, like, to see teenagers at the time losing their minds mm-hmm. for her and of that of that music. I was one of... I was one of those. I was just talking uh, about this. I, 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 I can't fully understand it like looking back and seeing knowing that I was one of those people like you know it, it um I think of my relationship with Brittany like any good uh good uh friendship it like ebbs and flows and you know you go through times where you're inseparable and then you have times where you know you'll go months without speaking and and then you just like pick up where you like left off it's so interesting to hear this as a Yeah, as someone who you were legit obsessed with her. Legit obsessed. And now it's, you know, it's like it's grown and changed. But now as an adult, how do you experience her? Is it, is it, you're also, there's nostalgia, but there's also current day excitement for her new projects. Yes, like I'm very, I'm so loyal to her. And I also, I have a deeper appreciation now, and especially in doing this, this, podcast is of like going and listening um listening listening back I think one I I look at her albums and I'm kind of like I think she even if she didn't write these songs Mm -hmm. it tells a story of Britney (laughs) and it's kind of like the a song would come out and then later something from the song would happen in her life like I think it was kind of and I don't know if that meant she didn't even know she was setting an intention. And also, the big thing for me is, I think that she, we all go through adversity in our lives. Yeah. And and uh, but none of us do it so publicly. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that that takes great. It's just so she's so vulnerable in a way that um, like I have great great respect for it. And this is why she's a gay icon. And people, this is often a topic of discussion. Like, why do gay men like these, you know, these female performers mm-hmm. like Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand, Liza Minnelli? Um, and it has to do with something with they have permission to be the fabulous, glamorous, beautiful person that we all kind of want to be inside. Mm-hmm. But it also has something to do with this tragedy. They, they all overcome something in their life. And I think for most uh, gay men or gay people or LGBTQ people in general, like you, because you have to come out and you struggle with being oppressed for a certain portion of your life, or at least you did, you know, people younger than me may not have that. But the, it, for some reason we relate to that struggle that they've gone through and it makes us feel like so connected to them and that's why so many like while people were making fun of her like the gays were still like no we love her we don't care like we support her even in her like you know craziest moments that's um one of like a big britney hashtag um is we support britney that's like if you do hashtag we support britney you'll it's 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 very popular and i and and like I'm a part of that camp, and I, I also what I what I really like is like 
I, she, she exists in this duality of innocence and naivete and oh, like yeah. bubblegum. Yeah. And then people, so, and then, but then also this, um, this beast mode and this wild, um, I will not be a caged animal. Like I, I, she shaved her head. She like took the umbrella out. Like it is, it's dark and wild and there's something really beautiful about that. And I think that some people would then say, well, the, the naive side of her, the sweet side of her is, uh, it's not authentic. And like she's putting, it's an act. And I think that she, like many of us, have both of the have both yeah. sides. People think sometimes, like I'll, I'll see that, but people like think I'm sweet, and I have to, and I kind of like wa- want to defend like that. I'm like I automatically go to like, yes, I'm super, I'm so nice, but uh, I'm from upstate New York, and I will flip this table, <laughs> and like I will, I will flip this table and throw a meatball at you if you fuck with me. And I think that, like, I like that. Like, that both of those sides exist within me. Well, I, I mean, I think right out the gate, her brand was very much... I mean, that first video of the costume that you're dressed in right now, it is... It's, like, the, the, the layers... The subtext within this costume, within that song, Oops, I Did It Again, is, is all about... I'm a naughty little girl. Mm-hmm. I'm... I it's like this whole like tinged with jailbait Lolita <laughs> I'm good I'm this like innocent pop princess but I'm on the ver- I'm just I'm becoming a woman I am a teen I'm fully I'm about to come into my own sexual prowess and it was just like all about I mean I don't know how much of that was created by the record companies or her manager or whatever but it was all about like selling sex in a non-threatening way. And I think they hit the jackpot with her. I think that was certainly their intention, but they hit the jackpot with her because she was being authentic. Like she talks about when she was on Hit Me Baby One More Time and she's dressed as a Catholic schoolgirl that she wanted to tie her shirt up because she thought it was cute and fun and she could like move better. And it's like and she is so so that like that sweetness exists in her and she's also an incredible mover like that is her language yeah and she i mean that's that is how that's her language that's how she communicates is through movement and i think it's like and they were like oh my god yes like cuz she was the full she is sex like the way she moves and she was still like a teenager and had had very little life experience up until that point. Isn't it interesting? It's like who who was buying her records right out the gate? It's teenage girls. So it's interesting that like we're selling sex, but to it's not like like thirty year old men are gonna buy this album. Mm-hmm. It, like, but it's 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 teenage girls wanting to be like that, and then teenage, and then. Teenage straight boys were definitely like I remember I went to the all the concerts with my my guy friends and they oh. had posters up in oh, her and okay. their rooms of her. Um, much like the fan that you met who who masturbated to you, they yeah. they did to her. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, Would you say and I, I really like what you were saying about the 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 um that also like she had this part of her where where it was like, yes, I have this fantasy of myself being like that. Like when you were talking about like. Yeah, we, as a gay person, you want to have permission. And some gay men do, and they do drag, and they become that. Um, And I guess in a way, like I'm celebrating that on Instagram, getting to, you know, putting these garbage outfits. I mean, sometimes I do a boy, but usually it's a girl. Um, you know, to like live that fantasy for a moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why people like it because like they get to participate in the fantasy of of that for a minute. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know. I, we just, I think we just really identify to because you know what it is. It's all about the layers of misogyny. And toxic mas- masculinity in our culture. I'm going deep here, guys. Let's do it. I want to. Going hard and going deep. Uh, 
that men are not allowed to be like that on a daily basis. Women mm-hmm. do have the permission to get dressed up like that. So therefore, we have to, if we want to celebrate that within inside of us, we have to do it in subtler ways by being fans of someone like that because we feel like, oh, I'm never, like, I don't, I don't have that permission to go out and perform like that or to get dressed up like that. Mm. And that has everything to do with um, we're still we're still hating on women in a way, in the way that uh, if uh, there's this I've read articles about it there's if like the 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 levels of misogyny still exist in that uh, like if a woman puts on male clothing like Diane Keaton in a Woody Allen movie mm-hmm. sort of wearing manly clothes or doing a job that's traditionally male um, being a tomboy that's celebrated but when um, when a when a man or a gay man does the reverse like it becomes a nurse and then people make fun of them for being a nurse or mm-hmm. um, you know what's the opposite of a tomboy like a my, one of my friends when I was a kid would be like a Sioux girl you're a Sioux girl <laughs> <laughs> and so like so female attributes fem- traditionally feminine attributes are not celebrated Mm. it's this weird yeah. subtle oh I see what I, do you see what I'm yes, getting at yeah, I've yeah, read an article yeah, about it and I can't yeah. fully explain it but um, it's like it's like a false it's a false sense of security in our in our feminism in that like we're we've, we've come part of the way where women are allowed are celebrated to, to, for doing yes, a, a manly thing yes but uh, well because in because in culture it's like we Society is saying, you know what, just sit there and look pretty. Yes. But by just sitting there and looking pretty, and putting that in quotes because that can mean whatever you want it to mean, but by sitting there and just just sitting there and looking pretty means you are less than, but it is what is expected. Yes. So therefore, it is not celebrated when a when a man then is, is uh, accessing that part of them where they are yes. not just sitting there but sitting there and looking pretty it therefore then isn't powerful it's it's like because it's it you're supposed to be seen as less than yeah because just it, men are expected there. to be strong strong and like oh you're a you're a nurse well that that well that's a traditionally mm-hmm. a female job mm-hmm. therefore and mm-hmm. it's just like it's crazy yeah that's like it, the last that's the it's next the step. La- it's the last step of I was, and you know, don't get guys, don't get mad at me if I'm like misquoting the articles that I've read uh, or paraphrasing or whatever. But it is the last level of, it's part of, it's some weird, complicated level of feminism that I don't yet understand or know how to. Um, well, that's what I, I mean. That's like it is with with anything, and I I think so so much. We just all have to keep talking about it all because we're gonna keep. Uh, making discoveries like I like what we were just talking about I just barely started to make connections and like scratching the surface and I yeah that's why also, we need like, to talk about Britney because we have to talk keep, about Britney because it goes deep there's you so guys. many layers also you guys the term I think about this a lot lately that as Californians we say you guys to mean to mean y'all mm. or as what they would say in Pittsburgh yins youins hey yins um <laughs> And what would it be like if we said, hey, girls, people, people like, I'm not a girl, but you're, but the girls responded when we said, hey, guys, like, oh, no, but you guys is a term that that encompasses everyone. And I'm, and I'm guilty of it. Mm -hmm. I just grew up saying it. So like, when are we allowed to reverse it? When is it okay to? Say hey, girls, and I do it with my gay friends now. We use it as a term of endearment. Um, so I think it could start happening. It could be a great practice. Like you could take a day and you're and just be mindful of it and be like, I'm just gonna practice. Uh, hey, girls. I had this acting teacher in college, Amelia Broom, and she would always walk in and she would say, um, "Hi, friends." That's how she would oh, start see, everything. Oh, that's so good. Because now I'm trying to like. Now trying to be aware of like okay we need we need a, a gender non specific way to say hello like 
somebody was saying like, hey, folks, with an X is now the thing. <laughs> hey, folks. <laughs> or hey, people. Y'all is great. Like, hey, y'all. You hey, all. Y'all. You all. I, w- I would all just feel. Here. I feel but funny I don't wanna, saying I'm it because I'm, I'm not from the South and I feel like I haven't earned that. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, hey you all. Hey, you all. <laughs> hey, guys. See, it's just like we're so used to saying mm-hmm. that. I need to point you to uh, a performance that's somewhere on YouTube of me singing a, a Gimme More, um, a mashup of Gimme More and other songs that have Gimme in them. And I have backup singers and it's at this cabaret thing. Oh my goodness. Wait, how do we, what, I'll, what do I'll, we? I'll show it to you at the end. Okay. Um, and uh, it is my favorite. I've done it a few times. I used, I've performed it all over the place and it is so much, it's so stupid. It ends with, <laughs> Jesus Christ superstar for no reason. <laughs> um, but it's the most fun I've had singing on stage. And I don't remember. I was listening to the song. I just, the idea hit me one night and then I was like, oh, I have to, I have to do this. Anyway, so there's that. Okay. Other thing I need to mention is I saw the movie Crossroads in the theater um, with some friends and it, w- it was at the Beverly Center when they still had a movie theater. And we were just loving it. So like, were you at that moment, were you seeing it legit like, I have to go see this movie, or were you on the ironic viewing side at that point? I, at the time, was, um, I went to Emerson College, and they do a semester uh, abroad where you can go to, you can live in a castle in the Netherlands, and it is in the middle of nowhere in the Netherlands. Okay. And uh, it's 80 students, and and you live in a castle, and it's a legit castle with a moat and the whole thing. And when I was there... Crossroads was being released, and I was like, I have to see this movie. Get me out of this castle! <laughs> and I must see Crossroads. And I organized, I and I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't even have a laptop with me. Like, this was in whatever year Crossroads came out. And, um, and so I went down to the office, and I was like, I need to find out where this is playing. And they were like, it is playing a half hour away from here. And I was like, can I get a taxi, a van? What can, and so I got a, they were like, you can get a van. Does anyone else want to go with you? And I like got up at lunch and I was like, I'm going to see Crossroads on, you know, Wednesday night at this time in this other small (laughs) village that is 30 minutes away. If you would like to come, there are six spots available. And, um, and I think like only four people came with me and, and, um, and it, it wasn't anyone in my, in my friend circle. And, uh, and so it was great. I got to meet new people and we took this van into this weird village and, um, and I believe we did, we smoked weed beforehand and I went and saw Crossroads and I was, I've never been happier. So that's the level of dedication. So, okay, that's and amazing. it was, and it was serious. Like I need, but I, but it was so horrible and I knew, I knew how bad it, it was when it was happening. Well, my friends and I were seeing it and we were sitting there and we were just like <laughs> laughing so hard because just all the, and it's not, it was not Brittany's fault. It's just like all the, all the choices along the way were the wrong, should, the, this, whoever was steering the ship steered it straight into an iceberg. Do you know that Shonda iceberg. Rhimes wrote that script? Do you know this? What <laughs> are you talking about? Oh, this is my God. Shondaland. Yes. So she, but she didn't write it for Britney. It was just like a movie she wrote about a girl. So originally this movie was very dark. Because there is like, you know, there's a teen pregnancy. I believe there was, you know, sexual assault that is mentioned in the movie. It was very dark. And Brittany wanted to get into acting. And this script was brought to her, whatever. And she really wanted to do it. And she wanted to play the role of not the one she played. And she, I think it was the teen, maybe the teen pregnant friend. She wanted to play a different role. That was much darker. And then they were like, you know, what about you play this role? Then you're the, the lead. lead. And then they gave it, and you know, a big. Made. Yeah. And then they made it also a lot uh, fluffier. To match her brand. At the yes. Time. And then they wow. put the songs in it and they, wow. you know, made her a singer and wanting to live her dream. And, and well, we were, we were howling with laughter 
and like applauding and just like losing our minds and having so much fun. And at one point, an audience member, a parent with a child, turned around and yelled at the whole audience. We will all please stop laughing. We are trying to watch this movie. And we just laughed even more. Because you can't tell an audience not to laugh. That is something you're allowed to do in a theater is that's the one noise that you can make. Whatever you're feeling, that is art. You feel what you're feeling and it's great. Like, um, did you watch the OA? on no, Netflix. Okay, no. so the OA is like it's very it's very polarizing and so it's the one where people jump into different bodies and no. Uh it's Oh, that's sensei, never mind. But yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's really out there and and um and some people at the end there's this scene and and um and they're doing all of these characters together are doing this dare I call it a dance and a lot of people is very polarizing. Some people were, you know, and people were talking about it on the internet and I talked about it with my friends. Some people were crying and very, you know, you know, triggered and in a, in an emotional way. And, and then some people just were laughing uncontrollably. And I went to a panel and, uh, Ryan Murphy was, was do, running the panel with the two creators. And they were like, what do you think of people laughing during the last scene? And they were like, it's great because it's super fucking weird and people need to feel however they feel and like laughing and crying. It's are, a very similar. They're pretty close. Yeah. Well, also me That's personally, amazing. That's I'm an amazing story. I'm constant. I'm, I'm living. I'm living on the precipice. Is precipice the right word? Living yes. on the precipice. I'm yes, or I'm living, I'm teetering on the fence of, of comedy and tragedy at all times. Like I'm, I'm the, I will so easily cry at anything, but I'll also have a hard time taking things serious as I will howl with laughter. Um, oh, God, I still want to mention a moment in a quiet place right now. I won't. Did you see it? I haven't. Okay, never mind. It's the, those in between. It's just like these right things, like, like something like horrible happens, and it was both shocking and terrifying, but also like hysterical. Yes. Right at the top of the movie. Um, so yeah, I so that's the thing is like, and I can I'll take any moment in life and I, I'll ruin it very quick. I can just like take a serious moment that someone's trying to have with me and just ruin it so fast with some like because it's hard it's hard for me to take things seriously. So again, with my Britney fandom, it's it's always it's at this weird place of like, am I gonna cry or am I gonna laugh? Yeah, I think. But that, like, how what a fun place to live in life. Oh my gosh, and I think that she. Something tells me she she's would like love that. that. Yeah, yeah, and she is. Yes, and that she's like that too. Also, I've had, um, I've had some friends that a bunch of friends who have been her dancers in various tours. A friend of mine, um, Zach, was on in the most recent Vegas stint, and it's so cool to like see him half naked, like writhing with Britney and I mean that's got to be incredible. What does it feel like like what is his experience of that? Is he like I can't believe does I mean it's a, once you meet the, the sometimes when this happens like once you meet the person and then it's just you're like it's just my job. But does he have any moments where he's like I I am half naked on stage with Britney Spears and like lifting her into the air? I know I haven't got to ask him very much about it, but I mean I mean, I think they're like, <laughs> they're all loving it. But at the same time, it, then it, it does become a job. I have, I've done a, I did a Broadway musical. So I know what it's like to do the, that same, same choreography every day. You start to go insane. Uh-huh. But not any more insane than someone working in office that's... Does that's, the same thing every day, yeah. day in, day out. Um, But I think like at like... I remember as an actor just being so used to like, oh, I'm constantly going to different places all the time, going to auditions and driving around. Blah, blah, blah. That when I and like on a TV show, at least you're saying different words. Mm-hmm. You may be in the same place, but you're doing something slightly different. But when it is the same exact show that you're doing every night, you start to feel like you're trapped in a Groundhog Day experience, and and your brain like all of a sudden you'll forget the choreography because your brain, your body just won't let you do it. So it's it's interesting to see what it takes. I think for those dancers and probably for Brittany herself, like you, it is hard. You you do go on autopilot, and mm-hmm. 
but then it sometimes like as an audience like it was fun for my friends to be like oh my god it's like you were doing it just for me that night to be so excited to see Brittany doing that but also knowing as a performer that like in her brain she's like you just get to a point where you can talk and you can say the words and you can do the dance and sing the lyrics but you can also have full other conversations with yourself think about other things while it's all happening it's a mm-hmm. very strange mm-hmm. like muscle memory performer mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I've put in front of us the um, the track list for Circus. By the way, the email before I came to do it, be sure to listen to the album Circus. As if I didn't work out to it on the treadmill every day. For six months in New York City in the year 2009. I mean, it's just the best. I love, I mean, all her albums are so great. I, I Circus is one of my favorite Britney songs of all time. I love it so much. Womanizer video is one of the best videos. Oh, it's so Ever. good. So good. I think I have friends who are in this one. She, um... Is this the one where she, Wait. No, Toxic is the one with the airplane. Womanizer is the one where the she office. has the different wigs. Yeah. Yeah, and my, she's like... My friend Preston is in that video, and they filmed part of it here at the um, downtown. There's like a bar. It's called like... I think called 360, which is where they do part of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I call this album kind of um i think like britney has like it's like three um three stages three chapters like i call it like baby britney breakdown britney and then reborn britney yeah blackout was was that was um breakdown breakdown but kimmy moore is on blackout right yes and that album is incredible it's so good and uh rolling stone recently just recently maybe for but she couldn't promote she couldn't make good videos and promote it yeah because she that that was like the really really dark time for her but that album rolling stone just wrote this incredible piece about that album and how they were like actually this album was before its time and the producers um that worked on that album. It's it was kind of it, it now music there like that created a sound of pop music. Well, that no, we're the, hearing I'm assuming now. those producers now are like huge and yeah. And she, also, somebody, my friend Cat at the time worked in music publishing, and Radar is on both albums, correct? Yes, it's on um, Blackout. And I know that was really surprising to me. I think it was like Blackout Radar was great. Yo, it you was know. supposed to. Oh. Oh, I can't remember it. Crap! I should have called her beforehand. Um, it was something like it was supposed to be released as a single. I think mm. from the previous album, but it wasn't because so, they couldn't get it get it out there. Something like that. And so like they, I don't know if they threw it on here. To um to make them some additional money in the publishing, I can't I can't remember. That's amazing though. There's something. Look it up. Look it up. Um. I mean, yeah, Womanizer Circus. So this was. So I say this is a reborn Britney. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. And I, I. This lace front wig that she's wearing is so beautiful on the album cover. It's gorgeous. I wish she would wear. Oh. so I wish she would wear a wig like this more often. Her hair, like, that's so beautiful. She looks so gorgeous. Uh, I, once you pointed that <laughs> out, I got like, really lost. Sorry, just guys. I got lost in the dream. Really... That, this album cover is, like, so good. I don't know why it hasn't been praised for. And she, um, so to promote this album, she did this kind of a documentary um, called Britney for the Record. And... Oh, gosh, I've watched this so many times. Is this the one in which she says, and I quote, y'all, I got so much choreography on my mind. 
Oh, I don't know this. I don't think I, I, don't... I say this all the time. It's from one of I don't know if it's from like a behind making the video or something, but I was watching it and it has stayed with me. Maybe it's I got so much I got so much choreography on my mind, y'all. I say it all the time. Oh, I love that. I just wanted to watch the last few moments of this okay. with you. Okay. What do you want people to take away from this film? Mm. This, that I'm just like them. I love what I do. I love my babies and I work really hard. But what do you want to say to people who say you haven't told enough? Um, I'll have a good book one day. Oh my god! A good mysterious book. Oh my god! It's so dark. You're gonna hear the devastating. It's just like a lot to take in. Oh my god, you could not, Meryl Streep could not deliver that performance if she wanted to. What the thing is she what she was saying there without saying it was like you guys you all did this to me you did this to me oh that's how I can't believe you're saying this when I came back from being backstage and meeting her and my girlfriends were there waiting for I me I fully cried just now by the way and they said how how was it and I said you know she it felt like she wasn't fully there and and then I was like I feel responsible for that like I feel like I participated in yeah, because we all watched the video. We watched the, we looked at the photos in the magazines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When she says, um, when so she, this was in promotion of this album. So yes. this is after she's gone through all the. So she had dark her, her yes her dark period, and she was back, and and her father was put in charge of her, you know, her her estate and her life basically, and she got her sons back and. Um, because they were taken away from her and she was put in a 5150 hold and like uh, all of that. So this is post that right after that. And so now she's made this album, Circus is coming out and this went, this for the record went along with it. It's so interesting because can you imagine like going and it's like what she went through is very serious and I, I know people have gone through similar things and it's like can you imagine doing that and then not and then like six months later like get back in the studio everything's fine they make s- an album they say um in this for the record um I think it's her her manager Larry Rudolph or something he or her dad is saying you know we thought it would just be good for her like a fun activity just go back into the studio, do one or two songs, and before we knew it, we had a whole album. And I'm like, mm. Mm. sounds like they were pushing her. But also, maybe they weren't. Maybe it's like you know, sometimes if you're mourning something or grieving, you gotta like just throw yourself into a project and not like and like work on something else other than like the depression that you're going through. Yes, and to move for her to dance, I feel like was so. Cathartic. Well, it took so long for her to get back into like being able to. Like, go full out in the choreography. Mm-hmm. She says in this, um, she says art is therapy. Sometimes art is therapy. And she was like, I don't want to go and talk to someone. And she said, sometimes you don't need words. Um, sometimes uh, the only way to touch on an emotion is when you dance. Oh, yeah. That is very powerful. And I I think that's her knowing herself, you know? Yeah. Also, like, she's... I can relate to this in the fact of like I being you know she's being a bit of a show pony myself like you from a young age are look you are trained to take direction go to your spot do here's the choreography do this stand there mm-hmm. and like we get so used to that and then when someone else comes in, it's like, now I'm in charge. Like, there might be something comforting to that. Like, someone else is taking care of my life. I just go to, I go to my marks and I do my... Routine. My routine. Getting back into and your, like, your daily maybe routine. Maybe that is what is can be healing is to do what you know how to do best. 
I will say too, I've gone to like dance classes over at Sweaty Sundays, which is, you know, for fun times, not, well, some professionals go there, but it's just like a, a fun, all levels moving dance class. And you can, it's taught by, uh, see as choreographer, Sir, oh. Sir Ryan Heffington, uh, Oh, I need to do this. Oh, my God, you have to go. I haven't gone in a couple years because it's in Silver Lake and I've just been really lazy. But um, I've been meaning to go back. And I I started going before he became known for choreographing Sia's videos. But it's just like there's something very therapeutic emotionally to going and, like, dancing with a bunch of weird hipsters wearing, you know, unitards and and high cut Leos and mm-hmm. and short shorts and whatever and just like celebration feeling your body yes. moving and I have gone to a class and like just been dancing and just tears streaming to my face yes. you never know yes. what the physical movement what uh, emotions it will trigger or activate or release so I and think. I you know going through when you think about the hardest time or times in your life that you've moved through I because this is like her where she's finally found a little bit of relief. Like it's just that tiny bit where you're like, okay, like you can, you, you're not in the, you're not in the chaos. You're not in the, the darkest period of. Yeah. Of, it's still there, but you're on the other side of it. Yes. And it's, you know, also and, like you're, there's something you said that like, sometimes we don't need to talk about this stuff. I mean, I go to therapy once a week and I love it, but also like. Sometimes can we just not talk about, like, because maybe we'll just, like, some things, like, you can process and you'll deal with it and and moving on and, no, that sounds really unhealthy, but, um, but yeah, like. I think it's all important. Let let the dancing do the work for you. Yeah, well, it's all, it's, it's all going to therapy, moving, being with friends, being by yourself. It can all be additive to your life. Like, it's all, it, it, there's a place for all of it and. Um, and I, I don't know, like, in I watch, I, I love watching this and I do get choked I have to up. watch the whole thing now because I don't think I've seen that one. She says, I mean, such amazing things she talks about. Um, she talks about her breakup with Justin. She said that that was kind of like the start of her breakdown, even though, you know, then she married Kevin and she had two children, but she says about Justin, he was a part of the magnitude of what I had become. So when he was gone, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Hmm. And it's so, like, it's so, it's so true. Like, I just, I just think that she is more complex than people give her credit for i agree and you know what i think it is is that she's not willing to share all of it all the time the way some people some big stars on social media want you to like see all of their messy parts and i think there's something very guarded about her Mm -hmm. especially now after what she went through um i don't think she wants to necessarily give you all of that all the time and i think she may give it to us in subtle ways like through lyrics or through her dancing yeah he the interviewer asks her in this like when you like why did you shave your head and her her response is a little like i don't necessarily believe it she's like people shave their heads all the time and she and she does kind of like mention she had also just had a baby and was maybe like I don't think she is as forward to say chemically off, but but kind of insinuates that, um, and um, and that she was just so sick of people touching her all the time, and she wanted to feel free. Um, but the interviewer says, like, well, why didn't you tell everyone that um, when it was happening? And she said, I don't think it was really anyone's business. And it's like so true. It's like. Why did you have you? She didn't have to tell us that. That wasn't. That's so true. I never thought of that. Like, she never gave us a reason in the moment, and you don't have to because also, like, she's a woman and she's allowed to shave her head Mm. if she fucking wants to. Yes, and the rage. But why were we all like, (gasps) she shaved her head? It's the hair that makes all the money. Like, I don't know. Was the hair making the money? No, it's not. It's her as a person. Yes, and I'm all about 
sharing that she was Britney's been ahead of her time this her whole career I mean think about that like she shaved her head she took an umbrella and like tried to smash a window and at the time it was so shocking and like I feel like now we're we're more uh open to showing all of the sides of ourselves yeah like if if another star did it who like is cons is like more like also if a man would have done that we would have not it, no one would remember it. Russell Crowe was throwing phones and everyone like at people in hotels and stuff, yeah. and everyone's just like, "Oh, he's just like a tough guy. It's crazy." She she wields one umbrella, and we're like, "What?" Because mm-hmm. it's un quote unquote unladylike. It's not in in it's not on brand for her because she's this like sweet pop star. Like she's not supposed to have any sort of rage or emotions or anything. You know what it makes me um, angry. You know what lyric I love. Is in Womanizer when she says, "You say I'm crazy, I got your crazy." <laughs> I love it so much because oh, I, 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 I relate to that. I, I definitely relate to that. Kill the lights is one of my favorites. You don't like me, I don't like you. It don't matter. Only difference, you still listen. I don't have to. In one ear and out the other, I don't need ya Your words don't stick, I ain't perfect, but you ain't either If you're feeling froggy, I ain't even losing sleep There's more to me than what you see You wouldn't like me when I'm angry Miss the photographer, I think I'm ready for my clothes <laughs> Uh, I'm using this album to get back in shape. Oh, wow. Oh, that song is so good. That is such an ab workout song. It's the syncopation, too. It's like coming before the beat. I love that. Oh, that is Shattered Glass is great. If you see Amy. I don't really like that song, but she does. Like, I feel like Britney loves that when she does it in her show. I'm fuck. In her. If like if, you, she, if is that what it really is? F U C K me, right? Fuck me. Whoa, you have blown no, my no, mind. No, you knew about that. No. Oh if God, see, I'm so embarrassed. F U C K me. That was the whole point of the song. I never <gasps> knew that. Shonda Rhimes, <laughs> Fighting Crossroads, and score if is you one see, to one. Wait, I need to play some of this so I can. If you see Kimi. Begging to F U C K me. Oh my god, I'm giving you a high five. So wait, I love how like I love how earnest you were in listening to that song are begging to if begging to are all the guys and girls are begging to, comma, if you see a me. A me. Oh oh my god. So you thought there was like this character Amy. That I they didn't were seeking. Get, yeah, I was like, why are we singing this song about Amy and why does everyone like it so much? Mm, bless my heart. Namaste. <laughs> my work here is done. Wow. This. <laughs> Listen, girls, I can't believe I didn't know this. Hey, friends. I feel, hey, girls. I feel like I've, we've had a breakthrough. Wow. This has just been great. I just learned something about Britney. I'm so, my mind is blown. Also, I didn't realize what a big Britney fan I am because I apparently have this album like the back of my hand. So there you go. Tom, do you think ever on your Instagram, if you ever do Britney again, you could do like in motion and recreate one of her runway looks that she does on her Instagram account? I've been wanting, I just haven't been able to figure out how to get that video her video. Uh-huh. I'm sure there's a way to, to 
Burnett. Uh-huh. The, those those dress twirls that she does. Yes. I really, because I really want to make, like, all six of the dresses she's wearing and do the, like, runway in her apartment. So, yes, it's coming if someone will just, like, oh, send me the video that, in a downloadable form. That would just make my whole year, <laughs> I think, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we need, yeah, well, yeah. You'll have to come help me make the outfits because oh, that's too many to make. Oh. I'll just be a big cheerleader. The one thing, I want to just end with this. Um, so the episode of Transparent that, or was it more than the end of the season? That, oh, that, he, that I was the last episode. It was the last episode. Yeah. Um, so you um, play someone who works on this cruise ship and then Judith Light's character, you like end up kind of becoming her, like a cheerleader for her. Yeah. And I rewatched that clip. I just want to say thank you because being a part of that episode, I ugly cried in bed. Like it came out. I was watching it in bed and it just like, the crying just exploded out of me. Like there was no controlling it when she finally um, ends the episode by singing Alanis Morissette's um, uh, um, uh, One Hand in My Pocket. Yes, One Hand in My Pocket. And, um, and I, so I watched it this morning, and I was just thinking, like, sometimes we all need a cheerleader in oh, our yeah. lives. And hopefully, like, we all have it inside of ourselves, but sometimes it's just really hard to see. Well, maybe Brittany can be our cheerleader. I feel like she, I, yeah, and I, I bring that up only to say, like, I, I, I feel like maybe I have felt that from her. Like, she kind of, like, you can put a Britney song on it, Aww. like, peps you up and, like, um, and also just as a reminder in life, like we, all that stuff does live within us and, um, and then also to appreciate, um, when we have a friend who can do that for us or a reminder that we can remind, uh, the people in our lives how special they are. And sometimes it's even strangers and things like that. Yeah, so, strangers that you're listening to on a podcast, maybe. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But that was a beautiful episode of oh, television, and true story. We got we went on a cruise to Mexico. Oh my gosh! I got to go on a cruise to Mexico with Judith Light, who I used to pretend was my family when I was a child. So basically, I spent a week trying to not cry in front uh-huh. of Judith Light, and uh, I had played the piano on the audition. They didn't say you had to play the piano, but they had one there, mm-hmm. and. Um, but then they said you won't need to do it for the show. But then they're like, we need to play piano. We're gonna sing. We're gonna film her live. And so I ran back to my dressing room slash my room on the boat, um, which was all the way on the other end. And also I was taking the I had the patch on because um, mm-hmm. I had to go get the music. But also the patch gave me blurry vision, so I couldn't I couldn't read I couldn't read the mu- I couldn't read the music. I couldn't. Do, it was so weird and surreal because I was on the weird drug and like and you're on a cruise ship and just on a cruise ship, like running down trying to get the music go back I gotta say I gotta help Judith Light I gotta help Judith Light this is her Emmy moment I have to help her it was and when she turns to you and she like and your smile it's just so it's oh. just beautiful well, I have a true true I mean, let me admit this I haven't watched it yet because I am afraid to watch it because I want just to like live in my memory mm. of the experience. I love that. But I also I'll watch it at some point. But then last year I was uh, performing in this a uh, Broadway Bears. All the dancers like do all these dances and take their clothes off, and I flew out and sang a song. And at the end of the the show, they're like, "Any, uh, let's bring out our our like biggest trailblazer with the organization, Judith Light." And Judith Light comes out, and she was like was raising money for AIDS like back before anyone was and like the audience went crazy for her and she looked over and saw me with no pants on and she just like <laughs> looked at and reached her arms out and went oh my god I love like on stage in front of 5,000 people oh. and I was like <laughs> <laughs> and she gave me a hug afterwards and that I was like beautiful. I, there's no there's no reason for you to remember me lady mm. But the fact that you did just like blew my mind, and the fact that she's been such a, a a supporter and friend to the gay community during the darkest time when everyone was when we were losing everyone. So I just like mm. 
just like every level of that was just like me crying and laughing and crying all of it so ah amazing and i mean we can bring that full circle back to Brittany. it's how i feel about her clearly is that i just (laughs) wept openly on your podcast but also laughed at the same time so thank you for having me oh my gosh tom lang thank you so much for being here all right guys till uh the next time we need to talk about Brittany. all right oh did i say guys i can't do it gotta take it back hey friends friends till the next time we need to talk about Brittany. all right Bye. <laughs> I'm back into it. It's a <laughs> Campfire. <laughs>